Hello there and welcome back to another episode of the Lazy Girls Guide to Podcasting. And in this episode, we are talking about five podcasting myths I used to believe, which actually I have to say, I'm kind of embarrassed that I used to believe some of these, but let's rock on. Anyway, if you are new to the show, then welcome back. It is great. No, that doesn't even make sense. If you are new to the show, then welcome. It's great to have you here. If you are returning to the show, then thank you for coming back. It's great to see you here again. So without further ado, we are going to crack on, as I said, with five podcasting myths that I used to believe. And some of these I find kind of embarrassing that I used to, um, that I used to believe them. But let's just you know, let's crack on with them anyway, because I feel like they're actually myths that don't get talked about and that a lot of what I'm going to talk about, there's five myths in in total. And I feel that there's a lot of misinformation around there and a lot of people still believing that these myths are not myths and are actually true. So I wanted to break them to break them down because as I said, I do think there's some bad advice circling around there. And also I just want people to learn from learn from the mistakes. And I put off certain practices for a very long time, or I didn't or did not do something for a very long time because I thought that these were these were true. So the first one, which I think is just is just a given that a lot of people do, is that you need to get big guests on your show and rely on them to promote your episode in order to grow your audience. Oh my gosh, when I started my first podcast, The Confident CEO, I believed that this was 100% true, that I had to get the biggest names on that I possibly could do within the space that I was talking about. I had to get these experts with X amount of thousands of followers on social media and that they would promote my episode and it would be absolutely amazing because once they promoted the episode, then all these people would rush in to to listen and the podcast would be a huge success. I could not have been more wrong. And I just, oh, I don't know. I just cringe now thinking about that because yeah, it is just cringeworthy, but I'm going to give you an example. I'm not going to give you any names, obviously, because that would not be very fair. But for my first podcast, the Confidence CEO podcast, I booked quite a big guest, very well-known individual in their niche for the podcast, which was super, super exciting because it was very, very nerve wracking reaching out to them being a new podcaster and a new podcast. And thankfully they said yes, straight up. I didn't need to be too convincing, which was lovely. And they at the time had five figure followers on Instagram. And then they had goodness knows how many of the followers on different platforms as well. So they had a huge, huge audience. And I was very much in the mindset of, oh my gosh, this is absolutely amazing because they're going to come onto my podcast. And then when the episode launches, they're then going to promote that to their audience. And then I'm going to get in front of, you know, these tens of thousands of people in their audience who are all going to come and listen to the podcast episode. And you think about it when you say it like that, and you're like, that logic just sucks. That logic is stupid, just absolutely ridiculous. You know, think about it from a different point of view that if your favorite celebrity, for example, is on a podcast episode, do you necessarily rush out and listen to that podcast episode? Or if they are in 
a film or on a TV interview, do you necessarily watch that episode of that or that film? Now, there are going to be some people who are immediately thinking, yes, I watch and listen to everything that a certain celebrity is on or in. But then there's also other people who are like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. So it's just, it's really, really bad and stupid logic to think just because somebody is promoting an episode to tens of thousands of people doesn't mean that those tens of thousands of people are first of all, seeing the post, and then also that they are going to be watching the episode so or listening to the episode. So I just think that's crazy, crazy logic. But I see so many podcasters make that mistake time and time again, where they're like, oh, I have to book this name because then they'll promote it to their however many followers on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And then all those people will come and listen to the podcast episode. And that's just not the case at all. You know, like I said, how often when when you see something promoted, do you say, I have to listen to that podcast episode because so-and-so is on it? Yes, some people might, but a lot of people aren't going to. And it also goes back to the whole thing about when you post something on social media, how many of your audience actually see it? How many of your audience are made up of bots or, you know, people and accounts that don't, um, you know, that don't get updated, that don't get checked anymore? You know, there really is that thing of just remembering the logic of just because you've got somebody on your podcast does not mean that they're going to promote it first of all because they're they're under no obligation to promote it it's not their podcast it's your podcast at the end of the day but even if they do promote it to their social media following there's no guarantee that however many people in their audience doesn't mean that they're all going to come and listen to your episode so that's the first thing the next um podcasting myth that i feel a lot of people believe is that you need to have the most expensive microphone and the most expensive software to get started I have this question come to me so often where people say, oh, what's what microphone do I need or which um, podcasting software do I need? And I tell them time and time again, I started off with a Blue Yeti microphone, which I'm still using and also using GarageBand. I love GarageBand. I don't use it anymore. I now use Riverside. However, if you're just starting out and you want something that's easy to use and you don't want to spend any money, why not use something like GarageBand? Because at the end of the day, you can have the most expensive software. It's not going to make great content in the sense that it's you that's going to give it the content. You know, a software program is only going to take it so far because even if you edit crap content, the content still stays crap regardless of how well it's edited. So Regardless of your microphone and software you use, as I said, to me, I think the most important thing is the is the content. The third podcasting myth that I used to believe was that reviews and ratings on podcasting directories influenced an algorithm to push your podcast in front of more people. And this is just not true. Oh gosh, I cringe because I listen back to earlier episodes that I used to do where I'd say, you know, leave a review and a rating for the show because then it helps push the podcast out to more people via the algorithm. It just doesn't work like that at all. Reviews and ratings do help bring audience or bring new audiences and new listeners in. But that's only from the point of view that somebody will find your show and then they will look at your show and go, oh, it's got a load of five-star reviews. It must be good. I'm going to listen to it. Or, oh, it's got a load of really good reviews. It must be good. I'm going to listen to it. Reviews and ratings for podcast directories are much more about a kind of confirmation that your podcast is good or not good, as opposed to giving the algorithm 
I say that in inverted commas, you know, the algorithm, it's not like TikTok or Instagram, what have you, where the more likes that something gets, the more it gets pushed to more people in the algorithm. It doesn't work like that at all. So thinking that reviews and ratings would directly push the podcast in front of more people, like I said, it just doesn't work like that. And Apple have actually confirmed themselves and Apple have confirmed themselves that this is not how it, this is not how it works either. Um, the fourth mistake that I used to make was thinking that podcast was thinking that episode artwork was a lame idea. I never used to buy into episode artwork, could not be bothered with it. And I'm now going through the back catalogue of episodes for the Lazy Girls Guide to Podcasting to include episode artwork for all of the episodes because I actually find it quite a cool thing now, especially since my Apple podcast has updated and it actually shows me the artwork. But this is something that other um, other directories like Spotify have had in place for absolutely ages. And essentially, it's just when it's similar to YouTube, when you're scrolling through a podcast, then you can see all of the different artworks that come up when, a, you know, with the with the episode list. And it is quite cool because it just gives you a different way of pulling somebody into listening to your episode. So I think that's quite a cool idea. And I don't know why I didn't jump on that bandwagon a lot, a lot sooner there. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The fifth mistake that I used to believe was that you should not include episode numbers in your podcast titles. Now, this is hugely controversial in the podcasting world is in I find that some podcasters are die hard you should never include episode numbers in your podcast titles and other people are like no no you, you should 100% I used to think no you shouldn't and the reason for that was because I read an awful lot of um of information where people were saying that it's it fills up too much of your title line and it's bad for SEO and all these kind of things and those things may be true, but what I found particularly with Lazy Girls Guide to Podcasting was the more episodes that I created, the more I found that I was saying to people, I'll go back to episode 32, I'll listen to episode five, listen to this episode or that episode. And without actually giving a number, it's quite difficult, I realized, to scroll through trying to find that episode, particularly if you're looking on a podcasting directory, which doesn't have the podcast episode numbers. So for me now, what I do is I just put EP, the number, and then a colon, and then I put the rest of the the rest of the episode title because I just find it so much easier when you're scrolling through to go, oh yeah, I've been recommended to go back to episode 45, for example. I'm now going to I'm now going to listen to it. By the way, episode 45 is about preparing for podcast monetization and the key steps to success. So the things you need to do before monetizing your podcast. So whilst that was completely random, that is actually quite a cool episode to plug. So do listen, go back and listen to episode 45 if you haven't already. But the point is, is that I understand when people say, you know, 
using the whole word episode and then a number and what have you. But from a scrolling point of view, from a way of referring people back to previous episodes, I actually find it really, really useful to be able to say, go to this episode as opposed to go to this episode. And here is a great long title that maybe I've got episodes of similar titles or it can, it's easier to just remember a number than it is a title anyway. So yeah. I now include episode numbers in all of my podcast titles. So those are my five podcasting myths that I used to believe, which <sighs> I wish I hadn't believed them from the, from the get-go, but I would love to know what which of these podcasting myths have you believed in the past or do believe? Do you have a different opinion on them to me? I'm at Verity Songon over on Twitter and also at Lazy Girl Pod over on TikTok. And I'd love to see you on either of those two platforms as they are where I hang out the most. Thank you for spending time with me and I will see you next episode.